I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hey, it's Lo, and welcome back to another podcast episode of the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Never get tired of hearing myself say that. So, I mean, life has been kind of busy, kind of fun, you know, really just um, getting into lots of things. Like there's been lots going on at work recently too, like a lot, a lot. I've had some big, big projects and like really getting, you know, stuff prepped for upcoming things. So it's all been really exciting there. Um, and it's also just busy in my personal life too, you know, just planning for this podcast, figuring out like social stuff, you know, figuring out how I can take that to the next level. As I mentioned, like I'm more involved in the club. So doing that. And I'm also kind of, you know, figuring out, researching some next steps for those other big items I've been talking about, like the projects that I really want to work on, like long-term goals. So there is just a lot kind of going on, which is exciting, but I am also taking time, you know, just for me, like there are definitely some nights where, you know, I don't even go on social some nights, like to be honest, um, some days I'm like addicted to it and I am on my phone. I feel like morning before work at lunch, you know, in the evening and then like before bed and like, I don't know, randomly if I'm watching TV or something, I'll be on it even more. Um, which sometimes feels like overload, but I've noticed more recently I have been actually turning off, the f- not turning it off, but like I am, I, I guess I'm pressing an off button for me where I am not going onto social until the next morning. So like sometimes I won't even check it in the evening or afternoon or any of that. And then I just catch up the next morning, which is not always fun because there's a lot then. I feel like it's like piled up that whole time, but I just need a break sometimes. I can't always be on it. So that is one way that I'm kind of relieving that. I don't know, like I need to be constantly doing something is that I just don't look at social some nights. Um, So if I ever am late responding to something or like, you know, a couple days delayed, that's why. Because everyone needs a break, I think, sometimes from that. And that's my way. But I just want to put out a reminder because we're like into mid-January, like, don't forget to schedule some of that self-relaxation, um, me time, whatever it is that you need to do. Like, we're already ramped up into the beginning of the year. The first few weeks are by. So, like, don't forget to take time for yourself because the hustle and bustle can definitely catch up. And, you know, exhaustion is real. It happens, um, especially when everything's just like go, go, go. So take a minute and disconnect in whatever way that is for you. So let's see. I have been asked actually a few times in the last few months, like, what would you like tell yourself, like advice for your younger self? Um, You know, what advice would you give your younger self? And there's so many ways to go with this. When people are asked, I've heard answers like, 
you know, I'd tell myself to slow down and not want to grow up so fast or I'd want to like live in moments more, this or that. But when I think about it, um, I'm always thinking about, well, we've had so many life experiences now. There's so many learnings that we've had over the years. So I always try to think like, what's the biggest thing? Um, you know, as we're getting wiser, we're learning more about others and like their stories and how their stories help us grow and all that. So we're like constantly changing and forming the opinions. We form beliefs. Um, we're cemented in feelings about things that we may not have been as kids. So like, I try to think like, okay, I could really go all these different ways because there's so many things to choose from. You know, we're stronger about situations, um, maybe that we experienced as kids, but now as adults, you know, we're stronger. We've overcome things from the past. So, like, so many things have changed, right, since, like, and I'm envisioning, like, a young, young me, not, like, a high school me, but, like, a young kid me when I get asked this question. But, like, immediately when the question gets asked, I'm like, please don't call on me first, even though, like, I could easily shoot off an answer. But I'm like, I really want to think about this because... I have so many things I'd like to tell my younger self. Um, but the one that always just keeps coming back is that, you know, I would want to tell myself that the uniqueness I had as a kid and like those inner gut feelings I had about, you know, my confidence and what I felt was right or wrong were all correct back then. Like I should have just gone with my gut like way back in the day and been confident about who I was. Uh, because I wasn't like I've, I've experienced or I've expressed on here a few times like I felt kind of judged as a kid or like teased. Um, and I think it was because I was unique about some things or I had different feelings like I never felt totally like I needed to fit in. Um, there was definitely, you know, songs on the school bus that kids would sing about me. And I I don't even fully, I know some of them said something about watermelons and whatnot. I don't even remember the full songs, but like the feeling I got from when they were saying was just not great. But I think, you know, incidences like that or, I don't know, just teasing me for having a different style of clothes or, you know, whatever it was, it just didn't land well. And I think sometimes I let that like, get into my head more and you know I never really like told anyone it was going on it's not like I raced home and told my parents like oh this just happened like there's no way I would ever share that um at all because it was embarrassing to me and I didn't feel like they needed to know or be burdened with anything like what were they going to do anyway right like in my mind like it, there was nothing that they could do but I feel like if my younger self knew None of that stuff was going to matter in the long run and that who I was was perfectly fine. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would have not cared so much or tried to fit in in ways. Like, there were times I definitely, like, overtried. I think I was trying to overcompensate for whatever it was that wasn't working. And, I, you know, I was trying to impress in some way. And it never seemed to quite land the way that I intended it or saw it playing out in my head. And it almost just like led to more teasing or something, you know? And so it's like I was creating this self-fulfilling prophecy, like I was trying more to fit in. And then like the more I tried, the worse it got. Um, 
when really, you know, if I had just kept down my own path and not worried about what they were saying, like, would have been a different experience, I think, because I think when you shut down somebody who's like making fun of something, um, they don't make fun of it anymore because it's not fun because you're not reacting. That would have been a good lesson too. See, like there's a ton of lessons. There's a ton of lessons you could have told yourself. Um, and plus one of the things I got teased for probably the most was my name. And it was all because of my last name being like rector and people will, I'll let you just go with where, you know, that would go. But my middle name also started with an E. So, I mean, if you put those together, it gets even worse. And I don't need to say exactly what it is because I'm sure you can all figure it out. But that went on for years. I don't know why people got such a laugh out of that. Like, it was my name. I had no options. And it got even to the point, like, I had heard it for so, so, so long that when... A, I was very excited to get married and change my name. Like, that was number one on my list. Like, the day that that was going to happen was going to be a miracle for me because I was so tired of hearing the name thing. But also, when I was old enough to, like, open my own bank account and stuff, and, like, I started dropping my middle initial off of everything because of that. And I know that's a horrible reason to do that, but I was just so... I did not want that to live forever. And I did not want people to refer to me as that always or get the chuckle like, oh, I just thought, re- realized what your name sounds like. Like I just, I was so over it that I actually did that. I, I started dropping the E off of like formal documents and how I signed my name. And I had always used like my middle initial, but yeah, I totally like it's not on, you know, I, I dropped it off of anything I could. Let's just put it that way. Like I remember even having to change some things that were already set up. Like I, I went and filled out the paperwork so my name would be different on them. Totally. Like now I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's crazy that I was that impacted all those years over my name that I was so excited for all that. But yeah, I totally dropped. I dropped the name when I got married. There was no hyphen. It was never even a consideration in my mind. Um, I was so ready to just move on from that because it had been so many years of that and people just found it so hilarious. Um, I've picked back up my middle name and use it now because now it's very easy. Elizabeth and Jones, you know, you can't, there's nothing funny about that. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's, I mean, a prime example of kids taking something and like it just stuck forever and I mean, that's nothing I could change about myself, right? That wasn't a personality trait. It wasn't um, a feature or a look or how I dressed. It was nothing I could actually change until I was older and like, you know, but it wasn't when I was a kid, that was something I just had to live with. And I probably reacted to it when people were doing it. And that's probably why they kept doing it for years. Um So if I had just been able to like tell myself at that time, like, hey, let him do that, stop feeding into it, like maybe it wouldn't have lasted as long. But I remember like too, I probably said little, like maybe little white lies or like things differently to like pump myself up more, like make something a little more grand than it actually was because I didn't feel like I was fitting in. 
And, you know, as a kid to think whatever you do is not good enough doesn't feel great because it leads to like a whole lot of other insecurities. Like I remember even swimming. Um, I grew up swimming for a good, gosh, probably 10 years of my life, like, or maybe not fully 10, but like I could swim before I could walk is how much I used to swim when I was younger. Um, and I swam competitively, but I'm not, I am a competitive person in some regards, but I am not like I need to win the race competitive in some things. Like, I don't think I just was into swimming in that way. Like, you know, the pageant I want when I was competing in that, like I wanted to win, like I, I had the drive, but sometimes for me, it's also just about the accomplishment of doing it. Like when I was doing, um, half marathon, had no intention of ever beating anyone. In fact, I didn't even care if I came in last in the entire run. I just wanted to do it without walking at all, which I did. And like same when I did the duathlon and triathlons, like my goal was never to place. Like if I had, great. But it was literally just to finish and do my best. Like there was never this, I need to come in this. And sure, as I did more, I might be like, I want to beat my time. But again, I never ever said, oh, I want to come in first in my heat or I want to come in first in this age group or it never was a thing for me. Um, so I guess that doesn't work so well. Like in high school, I was on the track team and I had that same mentality. When I was, you know, swimming, I also uh, never felt like I had to win. Like, sure, I wanted to finish and no, I probably didn't want to come in last, but I never had, you know, that drive in some ways to do it. And I know that was like something too, you know, people talk when you're not like placing all the time or you're not doing this or that. It's kind of like, you know, people say things about that because they can't imagine how you wouldn't want to come in first like them or whatever it was. And I feel like in sports, sometimes that happens when maybe, you know, you're more of the bench warmer than like the main player or you're not played a lot. Like, you know, that opens you up for teasing and stuff. And it's like some people just don't have that drive. But as a kid, you're like put it in all these different, let's try you out in this sport. Like, you know, as a parent, they're like, oh, I used to do this. So my kid probably should try this. Or, you know, it, the, everybody's like trying things. And they're, you're getting stuck into all these weird situations and with all these random people that maybe wouldn't be your friends normally, but, you know, you're, they're on your team. So they're tolerating you. Like it's this whole weird thing. And so, I remember, yeah, there was just teasing and that like me and some sports were just not friends. Like softball was another one. Wasn't that great at it. Didn't really care to be that great at it, but I did it. Like I'm always a good, I could get the participation trophy or like good teammate trophy. Like I'm almost there for the other people, but didn't, wasn't necessarily MVP of some things. Um, but you know, it just leads to teasing. And I remember too, even like in high school, and stuff when I was on some of the teams, I never quite felt like I had to fit in entirely. Like, I guess, you know, a little bit of an outsider in some ways in that way where I didn't feel like I had to fit into the popular form or like exactly what um, people thought I should be doing. And I think that kind of also led to not necessarily teasing, but maybe like being left out of some things or not invited. Like, I guess it went from like, you know, picking at things and teasing you about like your name or 
what you were wearing and it went more to like, you're not getting the invite to this because you're not cool enough. Like that's, it escalates to that as you get older. And I feel like, you know, I joined speech team because I really liked to talk. And in that, yes, I was extremely competitive at the speech team competitions. Um, that was something I really appreciated doing. Um, but it's like, that also wasn't the coolest thing to do in high school. Um, and I remember people being like, how could you be doing that and giving up your weekends to go do that? And I loved it, but it didn't quite fit into all the other things I was doing. Like I was in cheerleading, which, um, you know, it was like, I, I remember being called the cheerleader that wasn't by people. And it's like, because I, I fit in somewhat, like I definitely was a full participant on the team when I was there. And like, I, at every practice did everything everyone else did and like competed as hard as I could on the mat in that. Um, but at the same time, like, because I did things like speech team or I didn't sit at the popular table or whatever that was, or I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, go do this thing. Or maybe I wasn't wanting to be at whatever party or whatever it was that I was choosing not to do. I feel like that's where that came. But to be called, you know, the cheerleader that wasn't, it's like, what does that even today? What does that even mean? But in high school, I was like, well okay, maybe I can take this as a compliment like that, maybe because I'm not fitting into a mold of some sort. But at the same time, even then I wasn't fully, you know, I still wasn't fully like appreciating that uniqueness I had, like what my gut instinct was. I was still following my gut instinct and I was moving in my own way, obviously, but I wasn't like totally thrilled with how it was interpreted all the time because I felt like there was a lot of judgment that came because I didn't fit into a specific mold or like try to fit in with the popular crowd or whatever it was that I wasn't doing. Um, and I know at that time, everyone's just trying to navigate life and it's very, you know, complicated in junior high, high school, all that stuff, because you're trying to figure out who you are in your place. But one thing I like try to like looking back now, I always am like, okay, I had a lot of good friends that supported me for exactly who I was. Um, and maybe they weren't the people on my team or the activity I was doing, um, which was okay. Even though like sometimes I feel like you feel really pressured to have the people you are with in a certain like setting be the people that you're with outside of that setting. And I realized like it was okay that they weren't, um, you know, my best friends or the people I spent all my time with. Like, it's really cool, I think, for the people that does happen with where you're on a team together and you're this and you're in classes and you're hanging out all the time. Like, that is a cool experience. But if it doesn't pan out that way, that's okay. Um, another thing I would, like, tell my younger self, see, there are just so many things that come out of this one kind of theme of, like, just be who you are and be okay with that. Um, and that to rely on that inner confidence because... You know, I liked being different. I liked just following what I thought my compass was telling me to do uh, because I am somebody who's always like really relied on my gut or I have like actual reactions when I don't. If I'm moving against what I know is right, like there will definitely be like a physical manifestation of that, um, whether it's like I get like this weird, I don't know, almost tingling feeling throughout my body or I instantly start feeling sick. Like there are a ton of different ways that manifest or it's like my jaw gets really tight 
Um, there's just a lot of different reactions that physically show themselves when I know that I'm like moving in a way I shouldn't be, or like, it's not quite right. Um, and so, you know, that's never fun. And when you're trying to avoid having a physical reaction to like something you're doing and you're like, no, I know this is right for me. It's just hard when you're younger and like you're being told by like others, it's, it's not the right decision. You know, it's not the right thing. Um, and yeah, like I said, trying to really impress people with just being extra or not quite true to myself just isn't fun. Oh, and another experience that I can kind of like explain, like my younger self could have benefited from my advice in is, you know, I, I think I've said like growing up, I was a little, you know, chunkier at times, like throughout my life, like common roller coaster thing of ups and downs or whatever. But I remember like I had to wear, I think, I don't know if an outfit was more like older than it was like I think it was in grade school because I remember I can picture the library and like the outfit I was wearing at the time and I think somebody called me out for actually having seen I think it was the skirt um actually in like a larger size department store like a parent maybe their parents saw it or something I don't know but they had seen it and you know they called me out for it in front of the glass like they purposely said like oh my gosh, she's in like her mom's clothes or something. It was some comment along those lines, basically pointing out that I was fitting in larger size clothes or older, you know, department. And that really stung. Like the outfit looked good on me. You know, it wasn't like it was just this horrible thing I was wearing, but the fact that, you know, that had to be said, like that just kind of like, but a big, you know, it took a huge dig at me at the time. And today, if somebody called me out on something, I'd be like, well, it's a fabulous out. You know, I'd snap back with something like, well, you know, I can't help that I look fabulous in it. Like I'd say something maybe like that if I even reacted at all. But at the time, I remember being extremely embarrassed. In fact, I don't think I ever wore that outfit again. Um, and that's probably why it sticks out in my mind because I, I probably hate, you know, I got so mad at that outfit at the time. Um, and I, I know, I remember I like reacted to the conversation, like that comment, like I totally got embarrassed. I think I even left the library for a while. Like it was just a whole thing. Like I totally fell into it and made the situation way worse. I just made it so much worse. Um, because I reacted the way I did. And so, you know, if I could have told my younger self something, I would just, and I still would tell myself this today, like, be true to you. And like, you can't control ever what others are going to say about you or how, if they're going to judge what they're going to judge you on, like, you can't control that. There is nothing you can do to stop them from thinking it or saying it. Um, but you can control how you let it impact you and how you react to it. So my main piece of advice, like if you're in a situation ever where you're feeling judged, remember it's not you, it is them. They're the ones who who have something underlying in there that's like wanting them to take you down a notch. But two, just like rely on your gut, you know, know you made a decision for a reason, be proud of whatever that decision was and like how you're moving with it. Um, and just be strong in it. Like, 
even though some of those things sting, like hold your composure, you know, don't react if you don't need to or feel like you need to or want to um, and take that power away from the comment they said. So yeah, if I tell my younger self, I would tell my younger self, stay strong, little one, like you've got this, you know, the uniqueness you have is something that nobody else can replicate. You're an individual. Follow that gut of yours because what you're doing is right, you know, and you're going to be fine. And one day, none of this stuff is going to matter because everybody grows up eventually and we all like move on and you don't have to see them all ever. And, you know, college is out there. There's so many more exciting experiences that are ahead. So, you know, don't dwell on this. So whatever, like, think about that. What would you tell your younger self? And like, can that advice still apply today? And another great thing to think about is like, if I had taken that advice, what would I have done differently? You know, because maybe you can paint a little more positivity on that, like, and give yourself that grace. Maybe if you've beat, you know, like beating yourself up all these years later or whatever it is where you're like, oh, I, I wish I would have done this differently. Like, let go of it. It's over. But take those learnings, um, things from your younger self to now. You can apply them all and move forward in a really positive way. But in conclusion to all of this, just be true to you. That's all you need to do. Like if you're true to you, you're going to be good. So celebrate that. Stay strong and give yourself some advice that you'll take. I hope you all have a wonderful week and tune in next week with me. Lo. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.